Well, grace, peace, and mercy be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas! It seems a little weird, right? But as of yesterday, June 25th, it was just six months ago. I mean, just a short, quick six months ago that you woke up Christmas morning and you were ripping paper, you were smelling cinnamon rolls, others of you were getting Christmas lunch ready. Can you, can you smell the smells again? Do you, do you remember the joy? How many of you have even forgotten all the presents that you got at Christmas. Just go ahead and admit that, you know what, you're excited that day, but ever since then, nothing, right? Nope, you all remember. All right, well, good for you. I don't remember what I opened Christmas morning. I'll be honest. I, I mean, that's where I've been all week long. I mean, like, I, I can't even remember, and I can't ask my wife, hey, what'd you give me for Christmas morning? You know, I'm, you can't ask the kids, because then they're like, well, Dad, you don't remember what we got you? And I don't need that business all week long. So, I, honestly, right, I, I can't remember what I opened Christmas morning. And I thought, you know, this is, this is perfect. In, in the stories of the miraculous that we've been studying and going through all summer, there is no greater story to start out five miraculous stories in the New Testament than the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, I would like to say that I planned it all out, that it would be the day after Christmas, you know, six months after, that it would be June 26th. I got to be honest with you, it's the Holy Spirit, because I didn't plan it out that well in advance. It's just that I looked at it last week and went, huh, look at there, six months after Christmas, I guess God does know what he's doing. You know, when we look through this story, I got to tell you, maybe it's because Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, we are so busy there's so much going on that I wonder if we don't take enough time to really listen to that Christmas morning story. All that is there, all of the blessings that come out, right, are with this incredible, miraculous story that God came in flesh. Think about it. That God, the creator of the universe, who flung the stars and named them all, who in six days created the earth, humans, plant life, seeds, and all the animals. This God who has always been and who will always be decides, no, I'm going to come down in human form in the person of my son, Jesus Christ. And how I'm going to do it is I'm going to have this incredible event, Mary who's pledged to be married, still a virgin, is going to become pregnant, right? First miracle. Uh, Mary, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you're going to be with child. What? I'm not married yet. It's okay. Trust the Lord. Okay. Right? I mean, right? When the miraculous happens, if, if the Lord came down, sent an angel... Hey, just want to let you know, different things are going to be happening right now. Just want you to be okay with it. And your answer is, okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think God know, ex knew exactly Mary's temperament. I think she's, she's calm and at peace when the world seems at chaos, at war, and everything else is going on around. I think he knew exactly that Mary was the perfect mother of Jesus. Joseph and Mary 
got on a donkey and went down to Bethlehem. I, I think that's a miracle in and of itself right then and there. I know some ladies have gone out four-wheeling and other things to try to move things along while you are uh, in labor, but I'm not sure that riding a donkey has been one of them. Well, let's see if this kicks this baby out, right? You know? I'm just not sure that that's one of the things. It's nearly a miracle in and of itself that they get there and that she hasn't delivered yet. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. In verse 7, she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The birth of Jesus has over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. And they all come true. Miraculous, isn't it? That God is in the details. That God absolutely knows every bit of what is happening and what will happen. That God himself is this incredible being who says, tell you what, folks, I know that you sin. I know that you're not perfect. I know that, quite frankly, this sacrificial system, it's just a precursor. It just shows you that blood has to be shed for sin to be paid for. And I'm going to take care of it once and for all in the final sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I'm going to send a Savior. And Israel and the nation of, uh, of Israel has been wanting and praying for this Messiah for a thousands of years. And here, Jesus is born. A little baby. Simple. Needful. Vulnerable. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. And gently gently taken care of. Isn't it incredible that that's how God works? That he locates his everywhereness in this little body. His all-knowingness he, he locates here in Jesus who knows all and sees all. And then there are shepherds, right? Living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appears to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were sore afraid. Love the King James on that one. Sore afraid. I, I got no clue on what sore. It, it just means really afraid, okay? We just don't talk that way anymore. They were really afraid. Well, why not? You're out in your field. You're tending sheep, right? What you do day in and day out. Somebody's on sleep patrol, right? Somebody's asleep. Somebody's on watch. It's just crazy. All of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appears out of the sky. It's pitch black. And he says, don't be afraid. <laughs> That's good. Because now i got to change my shorts now, right? Right? <laughs> Hope you're not afraid either because, quite frankly, I am a little perturbed right now. Don't be afraid. Right. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I want you to hear the gospel message in that. I bring you great news of joy 
that will be for all people, not just the Israelites, not just the nation of Israel, not just the believer. The good news is for all. Now, not all receive it. Some reject. Some turn away. But the good news is for everyone. And that's everyone. I mean, I mean everyone that's voting Republican, everyone that's voting Democrat, everybody that's voting Libertarian or Independent. I don't care. Even y'all that don't vote. The gospel's for you. The gospel is for black and white, red and yellow, young and old, little and big, no matter your background, no matter the love of your life, no matter where you find yourself. Great news. Great joy. A Savior has been born for you. For you. Yes, you. If you were the only person on earth that needed a pass, if you were the only person on earth who was not perfect, God would say, I would send my son Jesus for you. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God. Change my short once, I'm going to change them again, <laughs> right? Because all of a sudden, the night sky fills. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The term favor can be translated grace. Peace on whom my grace rests. I got a lot of things going on in my life right now. A uh, lot, lot of uh, personally, uh, uh, my parents moved in, lived, uh, uh, kind of pushing a little bit for some household projects. I ignored them, started one of my own. My in-laws drove in this morning. I'm leaving tomorrow morning for vacation. Uh, it's just a lot of personal things, right? Is this mess going to get cleaned up before you leave? No, it's not. Is the project going to get done before it's over? No, it's not. Hun, I love you, but I need a couple of days to just get the image of what I want done for the master bath cleanup. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll change it. I'll come back. Don't worry. Uh, you'll have a shower after I come back. It'll be, all be good. Yes, the, the two days before we host our family reunion with the other 20 that are going to come into the house. So it's just a lot going on in the Dyer household right now. You, do you get me? There's a lot going on at, at work, at church, at building, a, a lot of issues going on. There's a lot going on in our world. There's a lot going on, and i got to tell you, when I read Peace to Men on Whom My Grace Rests, I say thanks be to God. Peace. Not as the world gives, but as I give, Jesus says. That now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, that peace comes and now there is no fight between me and God because Jesus comes and is the emissary. He's the intercessor. He's the one that dies in my place. Now God the Father and I are good. All because of Jesus. When the angels left them, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has told us about. Right. 
let's leave our sheep behind because nothing will happen to them. And let's run into town. They hurried off, found Mary and Joseph, the baby, lying in a manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning what was told about this child. Dear Christian, why is it that the Christmas story seems to end when one of the greatest evangelical texts of all time tells us that the shepherds, who nobody wanted to be around, they smelled, they stank, they were dirty, just like the sheep that they were tending. No one wanted them in town. No one wanted to talk to them. They didn't think they were educated enough to talk to them. They were the lowest of lows, and yet that's who Jesus came for. Jesus came for those that the world says you're detestable, you're stupid, you're unwanted. That's a miracle. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should never perish, but have eternal life. That is who God sent. When they had seen him, they spread the word, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary, did you know that your baby boy love our sons and daughters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would pay the price for me? Mary, did you know that your baby boy love me. Me. In John chapter 17, Jesus prays for all of those who have come and those who will know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And at that moment, his love was for me, for you. When the time for the purification rites, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Mary and Joseph took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Every firstborn male was supposed to have done this. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, and he waited for the consolation of Israel. It means the peace of Israel. He waited for that to descend on Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. The word is Messiah, Mashiach in Hebrew, Christus in Greek. It means the Savior. And Simeon had been promised, you will not depart from this place, from this earth, until you see the Savior. Now, those of you that are familiar with Lutheran liturgy, maybe that you grew up, you know this song. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace 
according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people is Rahel. That liturgy comes from here. Where servant Simeon says, I've seen what you've given to me, God. And now let me depart in peace. That's the miracle of Jesus' birth, is that it gives peace. Peace between you and God, peace between you and mankind, a peace that the world cannot give. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, a tribe of Asher. She was old. She lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. If she'd been married at age 14, like most of the girls, she was 21 when widowed, and so for 63 years, she fasted, prayed, and worshiped in the temple of the Lord. She was waiting in great patience for God's salvation. I don't know if I've got 63 years of waiting in me, but I pray that my response is the same as Anna's in trusting that to worship God, to pray, and to serve God is fulfillment in life enough. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law, they returned to Galilee. And the rest, they say, is history. rest as they raise this little boy to know the Lord God Almighty. And at early age, right, he goes into the temple and speaks with authority. And from early on in ministry, he performs miracle after miracle after miracle, and the people are amazed. But the miraculous for me today is simply this. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, a sinner. He loves me, and He cares for me. And I have nothing but thanksgiving to say to that. Amen. And now may this word of the Lord truly strengthen your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until His return to take us home. Amen.